Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm Kat and I'm Emma and thank you for joining us welcome back to the Dead Parent Club podcast each week we're going to be talking about what it's like to be members of the Dead Parent Club and also chatting to brilliant guests about their grieving journeys we'll also be hearing from people far more qualified than us giving some top advice on navigating this new normal so welcome everyone to the Dead Parent Club Today we're talking about socialising and grief and like most subjects we cover, this will be different for everyone. Some people might be ready to get out there and crack on and see those of people, whereas other people might want to stay and hide in. We're going to be talking about how we handled socialising, doing what you're comfortable with and of course, our dear old friend, guilt. <laughs> so let's Should get we crack started. On? Oh, this one is an absolute minefield, isn't it? Because you cannot avoid socialising. No, you can't. And there does come a time after your parent has died where you you end up basically not really having a choice. I think obviously it's been different for the past year or so of people during COVID and actually not being able to be in those situations whatsoever. But in most usual aspects, at some point you are forced to socialise again, whether that be in the workplace or a family party, a friend's party. There's just so many situations where you might actually want to be like, oh no, I don't want to go. It can be so anxiety inducing Mm -hmm. and it can actually make you feel more alone when you're forced into a situation where you have to socialize, for example, at work, because, you know, even if you're completely happy in your day-to-day life in the sense that you enjoy your job, you like the people there, you enjoy your friends, when you're grieving, everything just feels so empty and hollow, doesn't it? So it can be a really, really isolating feeling. For you, Kat, after your mum died, how long did it take for you to socialize? And do you think you ever felt comfortable with it? Oh, God. Um, We've talked about this before where, you know, after my mum died, I went and did like training and stuff for a new job straight away. And I literally was forced into situations with people that I didn't know. You know, it's so funny actually saying that out loud now has made me think that since my mum has died, I actually have been more comfortable in situations with people that I don't know than with people that I do know. I have less anxiety getting forced into a situation where I don't know people than I do going to see people that... I do know so odd that isn't it Um, why do you think that is I'm not sure I don't know whether it's the ability to be what I want to be when I'm in a room of strangers whereas when you're with friends there's the 
presumption of who you are and I don't know whether it's that kind of identity crisis thing when you're grieving saying that out loud that has actually kind of reminded me of that but I think the months after mum died I I went back to uni and I started a new job so socializing came pretty natural to me I think but it didn't mean that I was comfortable with it what about you do you was there like a specific event in your head that you kind of remember going to obviously after your mum died you went to the pub didn't you yeah so I remember going to the pub and there just being that obviously that awkward situation where everyone's like coming over one by one and hugging you and you're like Mm. oh I just want to be out of here right now but I like you straight after mum died I went to uni and probably didn't realize it at the time but my coping mechanism in terms of socializing was obviously there's alcohol at uni Mm -hmm. so I just made myself feel I when I used to drink at uni I would forget things as in it it made me feel good I was forgetting what was going on and then the next day you know I've always convinced myself I have worse hangovers than everyone else I just I do I really do they're just horrendous yeah. like I look at my friends and I'm like hang on like how are you okay the next day as in okay they've got a bit of a bad head but I remember being at uni and like I just want to sob the day mm. after cry and cry and cry the day after mm-hmm. I'm in a much better place with that now obviously because a because I rarely drink and b because you can manage your expectations of how you're going to feel the next day and you know that with experience though those feelings pass anyway yeah it's a bit different for me so I have always forced myself into situations that have made me feel uncomfortable. I hate feeling uncomfortable. Everybody hates feeling uncomfortable, but I've always made myself do it. I've always told myself, remember, you don't have to do this, but then I've always done it. And so, and over a passage of time in the job, in the line of work that I do, because I have to frequently work on camera and radio with different people who I don't know, I think actually losing my mum weirdly has stood me in good stead for that does that Mm. make sense because my go-to thing is always Emma you watched your mum die you can go and do anything and does it really matter what these people think I mean it does to a degree but I also have this in the back of my mind going Emma you've done far worse in your life and if these people don't like you or don't think you're any good then so be it but that has taken a long time I was gonna say I think that's definitely something that comes with time after grief yeah like because the situation to me where I'm comfortable being with strangers like yeah it's something that's happened because I'm just like it's just me <laughs> yeah and and it's kind of like take me as I am yeah. um but I also think you know we're probably both quite lucky in that I know I have been surrounded by very good friends friends that knew my mum mm. as well so friends who if I had a few drinks and I wanted to cry and talk about my mum it was a safe environment mm. I feel very privileged to have been in that position but I also understand that not a lot of people are really and I think as you grow up you realize that it's quite a fortunate position to be in to have a really good group of friends especially friends that knew your mum so well obviously because of her yeah. teaching at school and stuff like I know for example for me I've, I've got a very very small selection of people that actually knew my mum quite well and especially when I went to uni straight after there wasn't anybody there that had actually ever met my mum so mm. and actually talking about that is something that obviously we asked a few questions to like the grief community online today about how they reacted to it and one thing that I'm surprised didn't come up was the whole um feeling like you're known as the girl or the boy with the dead parent 
because I feel like that plays a huge part in going back into social situations. It definitely did for me at uni. I vividly remember crying one night to this guy and being in, in the bar and being like, I don't want to be the girl with the dead parent. Yeah. And he was like, you're not. And I was like, I, prob- I probably was for a while because everybody yeah. saw what had happened. I know that so many people feel the same. Did you feel like that when you were at uni? Oh, I felt like that as soon as mum had died. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> just I locally. Actually- <laughs> Yeah, I remember saying, I don't want to be known as the girl with the dead mum because I remember a girl in primary school losing her mum. And I remember thinking, oh, she's the one with the dead mum. And I was like, that's me now. Mm. And it was this awful fear. I wonder why. I wonder why we're scared of being known as that. Like, what is that? I I think, well, I can only speak from my point of view. I hate making anybody feel uncomfortable first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel as though when people find out that kind of thing, a lot of people, if they've not experienced that kind of loss, they don't know how to deal with it. So, you know, immediately through no fault of your own, you're going to make someone feel uncomfortable. Secondly, we don't like really as human beings, we don't like to be talked about. So I think Mm -hmm. there's the idea of what, when I'm not in the room, are they all going, oh, you know, her mum died. Well, how was it? What, What happened to her? Mm. How's she coping? And I think third for me, I didn't want to be seen as weak and vulnerable. Yeah. It really plagued me that people might see me as... I think so. I think so. I think we feel probably as members of the Dead Parent Club that we really have a point to prove in society that just because one of one or both of our parents have been taken from us doesn't mean that we're leading any lesser lives or that we're not as strong mm. and courageous as, as we can be. And it's ridiculous, really, because, you know, why do we feel the need? We don't have to prove anything to, to anyone. anyone. Yeah. But there is a real burning desire to show the world we're okay, isn't there? Yeah, massively. You know what, as well, like kind of going back to your comments about like being at uni and drinking and stuff, I think that as well is something that a lot of people might end up leaning on as well and I know if you're in that environment you're naturally going to lean towards alcohol but my brother the one thing he said to me after my mum died was don't drink for the next three months and you know what I stuck I actually stuck to that I did bloody well like I I didn't get boozy for three months wow and and then the night that I did (laughs) oh no (laughs) Um, what was that like you know what I I had a good night. I was with mm. all my best friends at uni. We were at a campus bar. It was fun, but I got way too drunk. I was thrown up outside my friend's car. I thought my friend was a taxi driver, and I was talking. <laughs> and I was talking like, "I'm sorry, taxi driver." Whilst I was thrown up, <laughs> and, then, and then I realised that she wasn't a taxi driver, and I was like, "Oh, it's fine." And then I threw up in the car, and it was just, yeah, it was a mess. But that was kind of then the start of my kind of bad relationship with alcohol a little bit. I think no matter how long you don't drink for after a parent dies, you do end up leaning on it. It's a bit of a, a crutch. It's a bit of a way to feel better, let loose. Of course it is. Have fun. It, it's, when you are dealing with such a loss, you want escapism. Mm-hmm. You want something that's going to take you away from that pain. And unfortunately, the unhealthy habits, the unhealthy ways of managing that are often the quickest fix. Mm. You know, we can, exercise can help us, eating well can help us, but it has to be sustained over a long period of time. And it's not that instant gratification we crave because there is such a 
loss, a deep hole inside us that we want anything to fill that void. And alcohol, you know, in that moment allows you to forget. Mm. It allows you to forget what's going on. Or if you do remember, it allows you to express it with tears (laughs) and crying your eyes out in the toilet to strangers. And then you'll probably regret it the next day. Yeah, massively, (laughs) massively. I was going to say, like we've talked about obviously going out kind of those social situations where alcohol is involved and stuff. But what about those social situations that are just friends meeting up as a group in the weeks after your parent died? Because you kind of have those friends that you would have frank and honest conversations with. And then you have those friends that are very surface level. So how did Mm. you feel about seeing people like in the street or in a social occasion where you had to kind of mingle? I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I very quickly after mum died came to realise how important it was to feel safe around certain people, to have Mm. people in your world that make you feel safe. And by by safe, I don't mean that, you know, if someone was breaking into your house, they'd be there at your front door, (laughs) keeping them away. I mean, people who make you feel heard, like your feelings are valid and that you're wanted. And death has a very quick filtering system for that. Oh, yeah. Because you... everything is brought into focus and those people who you do have superficial relationships with or those who you might see in the street or say hello to at a party you realize I have nothing to say to you Mm -hmm. I I don't know what to talk about because I know there's almost this weird internal dialogue going on going I know they know my mum's died and we're not close enough friends for them to probably really know what to say. So we're both just having small talk or they'll go, I'm really sorry to hear about your mum. And then you go, okay, thanks. Some weed, like, <laughs> yeah, because like, what do you say? Oh, well, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a, a long time coming. Then you find yourself trying to make them feel better. If, like, if, if it's, don't if worry it's about not, it. If it's not a friend that you can turn and say, thanks, I'm really hurting right now. I'm really struggling with it then that's not really a friend, is it? Because exactly. it's just an acquaintance. And I yeah. think walking past acquaintances and being in a room with acquaintances straight after like loss is, oh, it's actually sickening. It's like, well, it's like, it's a, horrible. It's like a funeral, isn't it? Like it's like yeah. a funeral on steroids constantly where you've got yes. people that you have to talk to. Yeah. And all it does is exaggerate that feeling of, oh my God, I'm the girl with the dead yeah, mom. They've got oh, what I because- don't have. And also you feel like people are looking at you and all they're thinking is dead mum, dead mum. She's got the dead mum. It's horrible. Mm. It is horrible. But you know what? I think that fades with time. And I think it's really important to offer perspective on this because if you're a newly bereaved son or daughter or you've lost someone close to you, it's really easy to feel, and I did for many years, like, oh my God, this is just me forever Mm -hmm. in any social situation. But it's not. A, because... People see you and you come into your own with time. You just naturally come into your own and people see you um, far beyond that, far, far beyond that. And secondly, because unfortunately, the older you get, the more people around you die. So the more you are not just that one person who's had a loss. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So whilst, you know, the latter isn't a nice thing, if you're listening to this now and you are newly bereaved, I want you to please take some comfort in the knowledge that I promise you, you won't feel like the girl or boy with the dead parent forever. No, absolutely not. Apart from unless you're hosting a dead parent called podcast, in which case you might be. (laughs) Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The other thing is, you and I, just as a side note, we use humour a lot. Mm. Did you feel early on, because we do now in social situations, we make jokes and stuff about death because that's who we are. Did you feel like you had to do that early on to kill or Painfully so. Painfully mm. so. I'm, I'm looking back at when I was like working in Pandora in the weeks after my mum died and the jokes that I would just crack and every single workplace I've ever worked at, I think I've always made jokes about it I think until more recently I've kind of there's girls that I work with now that I feel I can talk openly about it with but it's just a way to you want to feel seen don't you and Mm. you want there you want people to acknowledge your experience in this space and sometimes you never get opportunity to do that unless you joke about it which is such a yeah crappy truth but people sometimes the painful truth is that people aren't going to ask you about it all the time especially in a working environment where people are quite uncomfortable to do it so I think yeah I would always be the girl with the dead parent jokes and making other people feel uncomfortable it was like my fault I I also think that being that girl though it kind of ties into the whole thing of even though you want people to hear you you want to be heard and you want people to know what you are going through I think the humor element comes from a place of still trying to make sure everyone else knows that you're okay I'm all right look at me yeah see I can laugh about about it it. it's fine (laughs) inside I'm dying everything's fine (laughs) house is burning (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> god it's so um, hard and loads of you have been in touch like Kat said on the dead parent club instagram about coping mechanisms how you think people should approach it and stuff we've had loads of feedback haven't we yeah yeah we have had tons and the way people approach different situations um and i think one of the biggest things that people should take away from this is knowing to take it at your own pace when you're getting back into kind of social situations because it is daunting and it is scary. And if it takes you a couple of months to go out and see friends, then so be it, that's fine. But don't feel a pressure to go to that party the week after or go to that family celebration a month later. You're right. And I think as well, because we don't like the pain of grief, there is a natural thing of you want life to get back to normal as much as you know it really quickly. Mm. But unfortunately, like with anything that hurts, it just it's a journey that you're going to be on. And 
usually, you know, sweeping generalization here, but usually getting straight back out and socializing with people could burn you out early doors before you've even had a chance to take hold of yourself. A hundred percent. And especially if you're in a situation where you can't talk to the people around you about how you're feeling, you know, constantly having to kind of crack jokes or reassure other people. Um, somebody actually messaged and said that the things that she did for herself afterwards were she focused on the people that she could have open and honest conversations with and she met up with those people one-on-one or in like small groups of like two or three of them that she could actually talk to and then the other people that we were talking about before that she would have to make small talk with she avoided like the plague and I was like Fez Mm. that that sounds like a really good idea and you know what one of those points as well I really can appreciate is that whole one-on-one thing don't force yourself to be in a group because it's very easy to feel isolated drowned out and and not heard if you're in a group of friends, because if they're all, especially if they're all having a really good time laughing and joking, it's easy for you to kind of shrink and feel like, oh, I don't really want to be here. Yeah, one-on-one can really provide that kind of depth of conversation if you're sat with the right person. Um, Also, people have said it's okay to cancel. Do you know what? The older I've got, the more of an advocate I am of this, because actually when I think of my friends, I think we all have friends who we know some that struggle with anxiety or and some that don't like certain social situations. The respect I have for my friends that can say and and actually the joy I feel that they 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 feel safe enough to be honest with me that have said I can't come because of my anxiety it's going to be too mm. much for me this. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty because do you know what? If you lie and say to people, oh, so-and-so, I can't make it because so-and-so, this has come up and I've got to do this. You're only hurting yourself because no one's going to know how you truly feel. So no one can help you. And also you've got to then try and cover a lie about why you Mm. couldn't make it. Honesty in that situation is always the best policy. And if the person that you're being honest with doesn't understand or appreciate that, you really don't want to be going out with them anyway. 100%. And I think the important thing there is to never feel guilty about doing that as well, but Another thing, actually, when it comes to guilt, something that we didn't cover before, and I think is really important to cover, is the guilt that we feel when we do start going out and seeing family again and going to family celebrations and seeing friends and all those things that our parent is now missing out on. Because I know a lot of people brought that up and feeling like when they were going out and, you know, those moments when you're laughing with friends or with family and you think, oh my God, they should be here. They would have really loved this. I think even now for me, five years later, I'm sat with family and I get that really strong pang of like, it's guilt, but it's also just unbelievable sadness and grief for my mum. It's an ache, isn't it? It's a real ache. And, you know, I don't actually think that that does go away. And I think that, but I think that's a a beautiful thing as well, because you acknowledge the presence of that person. You don't forget that they existed when, in those situations. And what I really love about me and my family is, when we're having those moments together, we are quite comfortable to say like, oh, mum would really love this. And I think sometimes saying that when you're in those situations can make you feel a little bit less guilty or sad that those things are happening without them here. You're right, you're right. And what you say about that bit of the feeling never going, that's right. Mm -hmm. I don't think it ever does. I think because naturally when you're in a situation where you were with that person. So with you, with your family, if you'd have known that in those instances, your mum was always there, it's natural that you're going to think of them and it's natural that that ache is going to arise as a result of that. Um, 
And all of that as well is is accepting that that's okay. It's okay to be however many years on. It is okay because you miss that person. They were a huge part of your life and they would have loved these social situations. So it's okay to acknowledge that and to say, oh, you know what? It really hurts that they aren't here right now experiencing it. And let's be honest, everyone around the table or on a walk or whatever you're doing, they're all thinking the same. So like you said, (laughs) yes, speak up and and, yes, say it. And my granddad, he's great at this. He will always say, you know, your mum would have loved this. It would have been lovely to have had your mum here. And I know that, you know, now Nana's passed. It's the same with that. And I think, thank you, granddad, because you're just shedding light on what everyone's thinking. You say it, you say it. And um, yeah, I think it is important to to acknowledge to acknowledge that yeah definitely I think one of the key takeaways in this is just to know that it does get a little bit easier doesn't it as the years go by and even though you know we say that you do change when someone dies like naturally your personality does change and some of the things that you might have enjoyed before like going out and drinking you might not enjoy that anymore and that's okay so don't feel pressured to go back to the life that you lived before because those kind of things might not be valuable to you now you might prefer to sit in with friends and actually have meaningful conversations and stuff and I think just knowing that whoever you do choose to confide in and whoever you do end up being in yourself you will find things that you enjoy doing again together outside with people it just might be a little bit different yeah um and and that that's okay and don't feel pressured by the people that are your friends mm-hmm. to be that person that you were before your loved one passed away because if it's not going to make you happy it's not worth doing and Kat's completely right you've got to do whatever makes you feel good do not feel forced into doing things that you don't want to do have you changed the way you socialize since your mum died yes definitely I think I didn't for a while I think I was you know going out partying and what have you and crying on pavements about my dead mum and mm. just crying to strangers and we all like? <laughs> acting irresponsibly but I do think as I've grown up and as I've learned more about myself and my grief and my coping mechanisms I've realized that going out partying doesn't help me it doesn't give mm. me any value at all I would much prefer to organize something a bit more wholesome with my friends and actually have like real conversations and go outside and go walking and stuff but that is just me for a lot of people they might prefer to go out and dance the night away like absolutely if that's what you want to do and that's what makes you feel good then that's absolutely fine and also alcohol alcohol is not my friend (laughs) like (laughs) even just do you you avoid drinking now Do, do you not really drink at all hardly at all I think it depends on the situation I think if the situation calls for it and I know that it's going to be a good night that I'm going to remember it's for me it's that fine line I get Mm. I get so caught up in it that I don't remember anything the next day and then what's the point (laughs) um yeah so it is kind of finding that fine line but yeah I'd hardly drink at all and you know what I I love it I love having my weekends not being hungover and being able to like work out or go for a walk or just spend time with my family and not feeling like I'm going to die (laughs) what about you (laughs) you're right you're right. And, and and like you say, it is all personal. It's whatever works for you. Um, and I'm the same as you that, you know, I love wholesome things that, you know, what is wholesome? I mean, it's whatever you enjoy, <laughs> yeah. whatever brings you joy, isn't it? But yeah, I I love just being around 
my best friends mm. and just chatting. Laughing. I love, I love, yeah, laughter for me is just the best mm. feeling in the world. And that's all I want to do. I want to be around people that make me laugh, who I can have deep conversations with, people who are going to take the mick out of me because I love that and who I can take the mick out of who don't take themselves too seriously. And you know what as well? You might have experienced this as well, Kat, that I feel as though in terms of socialising, a strange thing happens as you get older because when you lose someone prematurely, you gain a real depth of empathy that I don't think you're able to have until you've experienced that loss. And what I have found is then my best friends, they turn to me quite a lot for help and those deep conversations Mm. and for for advice with their life and no one really talks about that element of socializing but I find that really fulfilling (laughs) actually for me like I get that I was I was on a I was on a group chat with some girls from uni a few weeks ago and we were just having a normal chat laughing like you know very top level stuff and then I just sat there and I went so guys what's been the hardest thing you've gone through over the past year what's been happening in your life (laughs) And they're all just like, wow, okay, we're going to go there. We're going to do it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but like, but it is, it's having those conversations because yeah. they're so important. And sometimes you yeah. just need that one person in your friendship group to actually facilitate it. <laughs> And you being that facilitator, you will have opened up a whole can of worms yeah. and they'll have been talking about things they didn't even realise they needed to talk about, yeah. but you'll have helped them feel better. And I think that is um, a beautiful part of the premature loss. Yeah. For all the shit of it, there is something so special about being able to truly, truly help the people you love when they turn to you and knowing that they feel safe with me the way I felt safe with them. They feel that way. And what a nice feeling that is. And what a legacy. You know, for example, if your mum knew that you were that person in that group chat, Mm. she would be so proud of you because she'd go, that's my girl, opening up those conversations and allowing others to talk. And I think that element, that aspect of grief is so often overlooked that it gives us a, I wouldn't call it a gift, but, you know, a feeling. That life experience at an early age, it, changes you and shapes you and molds you into a person that in my experience can help others and that's wonderful and where you might feel like you're not being a good friend anymore by saying no to these social occasions that you feel uncomfortable in know that you are probably the friend that somebody desperately needs when they're going through a hard time yeah and what better friend that isn't that what friendship is 100 percent. yeah you're there for the highs and particularly for the lows I feel like that's everything, all of our advice, isn't it? It is. I think we've put up socialising in a nutshell. <laughs> and do you know what as well? Like if there's anything else that you could think of, get in touch with us. Or do you know what? Even if if you are feeling like you're in that position right now where you're maybe feeling a bit like you're encouraged to go out more than mm. you actually want to or you, you don't feel particularly safe in your friendship group, feel free to message us on the Dead Parent Club, Instagram or any of the socials because sometimes just to feel heard and understood is a really good feeling. Yeah, you can always drop us an email at hello at deadparentclub.co.uk. You can message us on Instagram at Dead Parent Club Podcast, on Twitter at DPC Podcast and on Facebook at Dead Parent Club. Thank you for listening. Have a we'll see week. you next week. Bye. Bye. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 